Innalhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina Man yahdiillahu falamudillalahu wa man yudlilu falahadiyalahu Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lahu Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Sallallahu alaihi wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullah haqqa tuqati wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Ya ayyuhalnasu attaqu rabbakum alladhi khalakakum min nafsin wahidah Wa khalaka minha zawjaha Wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisa'a Wa attaqullah alladhi tasa'aluna bihi wal arham Inna allaha kana alaykum raqiba Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha wa kulu qawlan sadida Yuslih lakum a'malakum Wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum Wa man yuta'illaha wa rasoolahu faqad faza fawzan azima Amma ba'd fa inna asdaqal hadithi kitabullahi ta'ala Wa ahsanul hadith Hadiyun Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wa sharral umuri muhdathatuhah Wa kulla muhdathatin bid'ah Wa kulla bid'atin dalalah Wa kullu dalalatin finnar Amma ba'd Ibadallah ayyuhal muslimun Usikum wa nafsi awalan bitakullahi subhanahu wa ta'ala Faqad fazal muttakun First and foremost I advise myself and yourselves, O servants of Allah, to observe the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in open and in secret. For indeed those who observe the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are the fa'izun, they are the successful ones. Al-yawm ibadallah, akhiru waqfatin ma'a suratil hujurat, ala wahiya al-nida'atan, Al-Akhiratan Fi Hadi Surah Today insha'Allah O servants of Allah We will discuss and we will reflect Over the last two Nida'at The last two calls which Allah Azza wa Jal makes In Surah Al-Hujurat And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says In verse 12 Ba'da an a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim يا أيها الذين آمنوا اجتنبوا كثيرا من الظن إن بعض الظن إثم ولا تجسسوا ولا يغتب بعضكم بعضا أيحب أحدكم أن يأكل لحم أخي ميتا فكرهتموه واتقوا الله إن الله التواب الرحيم إن فسني ده الله سبحانه وتعالى يدرس ذخني سيز O you who believe, abstain and refrain from most suspicion and false assumptions. For indeed, most of suspicion, it is sin. Do not spy. And do not backbite one another. أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِي مَيْتًا فَكَرِهْتُمُوهُ Would you like that you eat the flesh of your brother whilst he is dead and you would detest this? Have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Indeed, Allah Azza wa Jal is at Tawab and is at Rahim. The second nida we will discuss today is where Allah Azza wa Jal makes a general address to all of mankind. And He says, Ya ayyuhan nas, inna khalaqanakum min dhakarin wa untha, wa ja'alnakum shu'uban wa qaba'ila lita'arafu, inna akramakum inda Allahi atqaakum, inna Allaha alimun khabir. And in this verse, Allah Azza wa Jal addresses mankind in general, and He says, O oh mankind, indeed we have created you from a single male and a single female, and we have made you into nations and tribes. For what reason? Lita'arafu, so that you may come to recognize one another. And Allah says that indeed the most noble of you in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those who possess the most taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the first address where Allah Azza wa Jal calls out and He says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu jitanibu kathiran min al-dhan. Oh, you who believe, abstain from most false assumptions. And this verse addresses the believers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us to abstain from holding bad assumptions of our Muslim brothers and sisters. Allah Azza wa Jal, He prohibits upon us spying upon them and trying to uncover their secrets. And Allah Azza wa Jal in this verse, He also prohibits backbiting and going into the honor of our Muslim brothers and sisters. And these are all sins which are taken lightly, but in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is major sins. So the first of these prohibitions is having bad and false assumptions, which really is a character deficiency. And this character deficiency, it stems from a diseased heart. And sometimes our hearts are diseased and we don't even perceive that it is diseased. And so this character deficiency of holding false assumptions about our Muslim brothers and sisters, it stems from a diseased heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited this in many places in his book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا يَتَّبِعُ أَكْثَرُهُمْ إِلَّا الظَّنَّا إِنَّ الظَّنَّ لَا يُغْنِي عَنِ الْحَقِّ شَيْئًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ بِمَا يَفْعَلُونَ Allah says that most of them, most of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they only follow false assumptions. Meaning false assumptions whether it comes to their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. False assumptions with regards to their worshipping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and false assumptions in general. And this false assumptions does not affect the truth in any way or any manner. Another verse where Allah Azza wa Jal, He brings to our attention the severity of false assumptions. He says, Allah says that most of them, they follow false assumptions. And that which they desire once. However, from Allah Azza wa Jal has come to them clear guidance. And so this is a major sin, holding false assumptions about our Muslim brothers and sisters. The Prophet Muhammad, he said, 
iyakum wa dhan fa inna dhan aksabul hadith he said beware and refrain from holding false assumptions for indeed false assumptions it is the most untruthful form of speech and about this about the meaning of su'ul dhan evil thoughts and assumptions ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala defined and he said هو امتلاء القلب بالذنون السيئه بالناس حتى يطفح على اللسان والجوارح ابن القيم defines suwudan and he said it is filling up the heart بالذنون السيئه with false assumptions of other people حتى up until this evil thoughts it becomes manifest on one's tongue and also in one's actions so once you hold a bad thought about someone this bad thought that you hold it will become manifest on your tongue and so you will mention this person in a bad light and you might even oppress this person with your actions about this ibn kathir rahimahullah ta'ala said su'ul dhan huwa tuhmatu wa takhawun lil ahli wal aqarib wal nas fi ghayr mahallihi he said Su'udhan, it is to falsely accuse people. Wattakhawun, and to have a form of treachery with regards to them. And he says this is specific with regards to family. Wal-aqarib, and even your close relatives. Wal-nas, and mankind in general. Fi ghayri mahallihi, in its improper place. And so all of these definitions of bad assumptions, it goes back to false accusations of others without a valid proof and also not just holding this assumption because this will occur we will see some action from our brothers and our sisters that we will dislike however once we speak about it this is what Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about in the verse that inna ba'da dhanni ism that most of false assumptions it is a sin so when you speak about your false assumption it then becomes a sin. And if any action occurs from someone, it carries two possibilities. It is either this action is correct or incorrect. However, Wallahu Musta'an, we make the default that this action is incorrect. And so we see a brother walking with an unknown sister. And we say, Wallah, he is a good brother. He prays with us in the masjid. He adopts the sunnah in terms of his outer appearance and is known to be of good character. But we see this brother walking with an unknown sister, an unknown sister to us. And so we say, how can he do this? Perhaps he is having an affair with her, Allah Musta'an. And this is the product of bad thoughts. Whereas good thoughts, husnudhan, it leads us to carrying the situation in the best interpretation. And this is the approach we should adopt. With regards to our brothers and sisters in Islam, is that we should hold their actions and we should give it a good interpretation. Even if the apparent is incorrect, we have good thoughts. And this is something which happened in the time of the Prophet Muhammad to the best of generations. The Sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And one evening, the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu 
whilst he was in Itikaf, his wife Safiya, the wife of the Prophet Muhammad visited him. And so she visited him while he was in Itikaf, during the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And so the Prophet Muhammad spoke to her at the door of the masjid for about an hour. And then the Prophet Muhammad stood up and he walked her up until her, her chamber, her room. And upon this, two companions from amongst the Ansar saw the Prophet Muhammad walking with his wife. And the Prophet Muhammad he stopped this evil thought immediately. And the Prophet then gave them salam and he said to them, Ala rislikuma innama hiya safiyyatu bintu hayi. And the Prophet Muhammad told them, Be at ease. This is Safiya, the wife of the Prophet Muhammad. The response of the Ansar was, Subhanallah, Ya Rasulullah. Glory be to Allah, O Messenger of Allah. How can it be that we hold a false thought about you? The Prophet Muhammad said, Shaitan, he flows through the blood of man like blood flows through his veins. And so the Prophet Muhammad said that he tried to protect them from falling into a false accusation with regards to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is blocking off the means to evil thoughts. The next part of the verse mentions which means do not spy. And this means seeking out the faults of your Muslim brothers and sisters by going the extra mile to uncover the faults. As has been reported in the Sahihain that the Prophet Muhammad said, Iyakum wa dhan, fa inna dhan akthabul hadithi, wala tahassasu, wala tajassasu. The Prophet Muhammad said, Beware and abstain from false accusation. Because indeed, false accusations is the worst form of speech. Wala tahassasu. Do not eavesdrop. And do not spy upon one another. And when fault finding reaches this degree that we spy to uncover the faults of others, then Allah Azza wa Jal will expose us even if it be in the comfort of our own homes where Allah Azza wa Jal protect us. It is becoming of a Muslim to keep himself heedless of the faults of others and he should busy himself with his own faults. Lest it involves the rights of others, and this is something which is enjoying the good and forbidding the evil, and this has a separate fiqh to it, a separate understanding. But the general rule is that if the faults of others do not reproach on the rights of others, then we should overlook it. About this, the great Imam of Darul Hijrah, overlooking the faults of others, Malik ibn, Malik ibn Anas he said البلدة, He said I came across people in this city meaning the city of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he said these people had no ayub that they had no shortcomings nasa, and so they started busying themselves with the shortcoming of people and so they started developing many shortcomings. And he said, I came across a people 
كانت لهم أيوب فسكتوا عن أيوب الناس فنسيت عيوبهم and you see that came across a people a people who had many shortcomings however they held their tongues back from the shortcomings of others and then their shortcomings was forgotten Ibrahim al-Nakhai rahimahullah ta'ala he said inni la ara shay mimma yu'abu fala yamna'uni min aybihi illa makhafata an ubtilia an ubtilia bihi he said that I see something which is seen to be a shortcoming and I see something which should be warned from and nothing prevents me from warning from this thing except that I fear that I will be trialed by this and this is regarding following the shortcomings of others Allah Azza wa Jal says in the last part of this verse He says Allah Azza wa Jal then he brings our attention to the severity of ghibah, the severity of backbiting. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He gives us the worst of examples to show the severity of the sin. And Allah Azza wa Jal says, Would you like to eat the flesh of your brother who is dead? And do we require a greater warning than this to show us the severity of this action? Ya ibad Allah. This action that Allah Azza wa Jal likens to eating the flesh of your dead brother. This is the reality of ghibah. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he mentioned that when he was taken on the night journey, he came across a people. And these people, they had nails of copper. And they were scratching their faces and their chest with their nails. And so the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he said, Who are they, O Jibreel? Who are these people? The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu was informed by Jibreel, and Jibreel said, These are people who eat the flesh of other people by backbiting them, and they go into their honor. Wallahu musta'an. So the question will arise, and the question will be, What is ghibah? What is backbiting? The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he gave us an explicit meaning of backbiting. And the companions of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi or the Prophet Sallallahu asked the companions, Atadruna ma Oh my companions, do you know what the reality of backbiting is? And so they said, Allah Azza wa Jal and his messenger know best. The Prophet Muhammad then said, Dhikruka akhaka bima yakra. It is to mention your brother in a light that he would not like to be mentioned. This is the reality of backbiting. The companions then said, And what about if the person I spoke about had this characteristic within him? The Prophet then said, If he had this attribute that you have mentioned about him, then you have backbited him. And if he does not possess this characteristic, then this is a buhtan. This is a false accusation, and this is slander. Ibad Allah, O servants of Allah, if you want to test your Islam, and you want to know your Islam, use this as a measuring stick. The Prophet Muhammad says, Al-Muslim man salim al-Muslimuna 
Prophet Muhammad said that the true Muslim is the one who other Muslims they are safe from his tongue and they are safe from his hand. Meaning they are safe from the harm of his tongue and they are safe from physical harm. So this is the yardstick to test your Islam. Ya ibad Allah, aqulu ma sami'tum wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum min kulli dhamb fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma laka alhamdu ala ni'mati al-islam wal-iman وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ أَنْ جَعَلْتَنَا مِنْ أُمَّةِ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ اللَّهُمَّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ وَبَارِكْ عَلَى سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ The last nida, the last calling out of Allah Azza wa Jal in the surah, it is a general address to all of mankind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ مِنْ ذَكَرٍ وَأُنْثَى وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا لِتَعَارَفُوا إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ خَبِيرٌ The final nida in the surah, it is a call to all of mankind. And it is a reminder that all of us go back to one origin. And that is Adam and Hawa. And in this is a great reminder to the creation that we have been created from a single nafs. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, Ya ayyuhan nasu attaku rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida. O mankind, fear your Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala who has created you from a single soul. And that soul is Adam. Wa khalaqa minha zawjaha. And from this nafs, from this soul, Allah Azza wa Jal created his spouse. And from these two creations, Allah Azza wa Jal spread out many men and women. So the one who calls out is the one who created myself and you. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he calls us to recognize the reason for our creation. Allah Azza wa Jal has created us to recognize and to become familiar with one another. Not to declare ourselves better than the next on account of our wealth, on account of our status, on account of our race or our culture. And therefore, having pride in lineage is pointless. And this is a trait of jahiliyyah. To have fakhr bil ansab. To declare yourself better than others on the grounds of race. That this person is white. This person is Kosa. This person is Zulu. This person is Indian. Or this person is Malay. Because we all come from one origin. The only two distinction of man lies in his taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In him recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in him fearing Allah Azza wa Jal. Inna akramakum indallahi atqakum indallaha alimun khabir. That those who are the most noble in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
are those who possess the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and indeed Allah azza wa jal is all knowledgeable, the well informed of what is in your heart. وَهَذَا وَصَلُّوا رَحِمَكُمُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ خَيْرِ الْبَرِيَّةِ وَأَزْكَ الْبَشَرِيَّةِ صَاحِبُ الْحَوْدِ وَالشَّفَاءَةِ فَقَدْ أَمَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرٍ بَدَأَ فِيهِ بِنَفْسِهِ وَثَنَّ بِمَلَائِكَةِ الْكُدَسِ مُسَبِّحَةِ وَثَلَّثَ بِكُمْ أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ قَالَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وارض اللهم عن خلفاء الأربعة أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وأن سائر الصحابة نبيك أجمعين وأن معهم بأفوك وجودك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين واخذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر عداك عداء الدين يا القوي يا العزيز نصر الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يطهر قلوبنا وأن يصلح أحوالنا وحوال المسلمين اللهم لك أسلمنا وبك آمنا وعليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وبك خاصمنا وإليك حكمنا فاغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أسررنا وما أنت أعلم بي منا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت ربنا هبنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا كرة عين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار إباد الله رحمكم الله وأقيموا الصلاة